a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's 7 o'clock on Utah's Morning News. I'm Amanda Dixon. uh, Tim has the day off. KSL's top story on the 7 o'clock report is a developing one. One person is dead and others injured after a house explodes in northern Utah. We begin our live team coverage with Hugo Rickard-Bell live on the scene in Cache County. Hugo? Amanda, the scene in front of me is pretty catastrophic, to say the least. There are piles of debris everywhere. There's still that sour smell of burnt wood in the air. And as I've been walking around, as we've been getting a little bit more light as the sun's risen, I've found what I can only assume are pieces of house, you know, in the snow that have landed tens of feet away. All we know right now is the two individuals taken to hospital last night after the blast are in critical condition. One of them was found outside on the ground some feet away from the blast site. After the initial scene investigation, it was discovered that a third individual was found dead on the scene. It's not confirmed who that is yet. One thing, though, Amanda, that needs to be taken into account is this is a small rural community. The destroyed home is on a really quiet country road. So far, the only traffic has been a lone school bus and a few people heading to work. I can only imagine that what's happened here is is going to be really jarring for those in the area as i said it's not confirmed who has been uh who was found deceased on the scene uh but as we find out more i will update you there is supposed to be an officer arriving at the scene who will talk to press around nine o'clock so stay tuned for that but for now, reporting live from the scene, I'm Hugo Ricard-Bell for KSL News Radio. Thank you, Hugo. KSL TV's Andrew Adams also spent the night on the scene of the explosion talking with investigators who are tasked with finding out how this happened. Investigators really aren't sure how this started. They are looking at the cause of this fire. The state fire marshal is on scene. We're told liquid propane experts are on scene. So makes you wonder if propane was somehow involved in this, but they're trying to get to the bottom of that. We'll continue to update this story as soon as new information becomes available. Hey, it's the weather with Matt Johnson. Chances are you can feel and hear the wind. This is a warm, mild air mass, and it is originating from just south of Hawaii. We're calling it a Pineapple Express, an atmospheric river that is moving into California, and we will get bits and pieces of it through the day today. Snow elevation will rise up to 8,000 feet. So places like Heber Valley, the Wasatch Back, Park City, uh, even out towards Morgan Valley and even Cache Valley could see a switchover to rain. That says above 7,000 feet, this storm is, is going to be dropping wet, heavy snow. We do have some power outages this morning. Rocky Mountain Power says the biggest outages are in the Salt Lake Valley, where close to 2,300 homes and businesses are currently in the dark. Those numbers have been fluctuating through the morning. The power company hopes to have the power back on in most places by 830. 
The Utah legislature passed a record number of bills in its six-week session, but spent only a few minutes on most of them. KSL News Radio's Dan Baumis has more on a professor at BYU who tracks almost everything the Utah legislature does. Associate Professor Adam Brown says lawmakers spent only 10 minutes or so on most of the 575 bills that passed in this session. KSL.com reports the online database shows the House spent 65 hours on floor debate, about 10 hours less than in the last session. For the Senate, it was 66 hours. Those numbers don't count the time spent working on bills in committee. Dan Bama's KSL News Radio. Some members of the State Board of Education are not happy about how many education related bills were passed this session. KSL News Radio's Lindsay Ertz continues our team coverage, Eye on the Hill 2023. The board held a recap discussion of the session yesterday. 116 education related bills passed. Board member Cindy Davis said even more were filed. 299 bills, bill files introduced this year that all would impact education. I mean, they all then passed, but over 100 passed, and it's it's too many. Carol Lear taking issue with some of those coming from individual members of the board. Individual board members were working on maybe even initiating rule or bills that confuse legislators. The chair, Jim Moss, saying members can act alone. He added that lawmakers are receptive to the board being involved sooner in the bill-making process. Lindsay Eretz, KSL News Radio. Our top national story this hour, a Texas man has been charged with kidnapping after police say he held a woman captive for years inside a locked trailer. Prosecutors laid out the allegations in the suspect's first court hearing. The defendant had kept the complainant locked, in, locked inside a trailer for approximately four years. How many years? The dam said four. four. The woman inside was finally able to access a phone and call for help. Fire crews had to use power tools to cut through the security bars to finally get her out. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.